pretty good so far. I don't know how I'll be, how I'll be after this is over with, but we'll try. Uh, Ellen Berger. Hey, Hatsby. You know the uh, uh, the crappie you were going to send last week? Hey, hey, okay. Yeah, yeah, you didn't catch any. Let me tell you. Oh, me, all right, all right. I, I caught so many. I caught so many that it was just hard to clean them all. And uh, what I did was, uh, there's an old Indian fellow up here that had a uh, pickup truck, and, and I got him, I froze him up, and I got him to take him into, into the city, which is about 50 miles away, and put him in UPS box, and you'll have him in the morning. So, uh, so you, how about that? Well, you told that'll, me last that, week they'll be there the next day. That'll you, shut you up. Well, I had you, to go catch him. What, what have you got, a net that you caught him with? Or I what? had to go catch him. Yeah. It takes a while to catch the big kind that you're used to, used to. So I wanted to serve you just right. Hey, Ellenberger, it's Teicher. Listen, I know you're coaching high school basketball up there. I heard a nasty rumor. Did you lose a game to your wife? That's <laughs> just got a big mouth. Well, I didn't. I'm smart enough over the years not to play her, but I'll, I'll guarantee you that she has a better team than I did and won more games than I did. Well, there. Now, uh, now, does that make you both well, happy? Well, she's probably a better coach than you are, too, huh? <laughs> yeah, he called me and wanted to know how to run a triangle in two. Evidently, he ran it against his wife and didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, you you told me, but you left you left some parts out because it didn't work very good. Hey, Norm, uh, you talk, uh, this guy, at, as old as he is, is up in Canada for two and a half weeks, no gun, and him and his wife fishing. Can you believe that? Well, we had uh, we, we went clear up on the top of Lake. We came here what lake we were on, but we're way up north in. British Columbia, right on the Yukon line, and and got in a, a little old float plane and flew back in and and uh, had a couple. Oh, good I weeks. thought you walked over. <laughs> oh, you flew? Yeah, we oh. flew. Well, we had to fly back in. Uh, it, you 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 could remember the time that you went went back in that place and uh, shot the bear uphill and and <laughs> yeah, nobody that, ever shoots a bear right up on the hill because when he quits rolling down he was right in your lap i'll tell you what i'll never forget that uh <laughs> i remember when that bear was rolling down toward me i thought damn i wish i was playing golf <laughs> <laughs> hey norm you know we were talking about this earlier the, the many years that i've been fortunate to to be around the utep basketball program some of the most enjoyable years that I had were the years that you were down here with Coach Haskins uh, here at UTEP, and I think a lot of UTEP fans uh, would, would echo that, and particularly the year that you bailed Coach out when he had uh, laryngitis, and, uh, and of course we were fortunate uh, again uh, that year to go to the NCAA tournament. So he had laryngitis most of the time, all the damn yelling that he did around with the officials that he had, you know, most of his most of his coaching career down there. But anyhow, that that last uh, that lasted four years, and, and that was, as I look back at it, that was one of the greatest four years since in my life. I'll tell you, and and uh, the the big thing about it that that I've always enjoyed about El Paso, and and especially after being viewing it from the Albuquerque and the Lobo side, but then uh, coming down and being the middle of it are the fans. Uh, those, that's the greatest group of fans and, and, and loyal, loyal people that, that I've been around, and I've been around a long time. So uh, if, if, if you liked it, boy, I loved it. I tell you what, Norm, it was uh, what a help you were to me. 
And, well, you uh, needed help. I know, I know. But I, I want to tell you, you know that year I had laryngitis and you had to leave on an airplane and go coach? I could still shoot my shotgun without talking. <laughs> yeah, the problem is, you'd go, you you'd go to the, the airport. Wing, you'd go to the airport, and I'd go quail hunt. Yeah. And what uh, kind of deal is that? Yeah, right. And I remember that one time we took off, and you went out, and you were shooting white-winged doves over a baited field too. You, but do you ever talk about that on the radio? Shoot, shooting white wing where? You're shooting dove over a field, over a baited field. Don't remember that. Norm, we got to ask. We've already have somebody here inside uh, Fuddruckers who wants to uh, ask you about the time when uh, you were coaching the Lobos and you wore UTEP jerseys. <laughs> well, you had to. You know what you had to do. You had to figure out some way, some way to kind of neutralize, neutralize the uh, the strength that Don had as soon as he walked on the floor with the referees. And 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 what I was trying to do was to mix them up a little bit so that they'd look over and and decide which one was the real Haskins. And I was trying hard to. I did pretty good acting like it until it came to that big belly. And uh, as soon as they saw that I didn't have that big belly, then I had to take the shirt off. I'll tell you what, uh, I'll never forget the game we played in the pit. John, I think this was before you were here. But we were getting beat. I didn't think officiating was very good. So I went down to half court to talk to officials, and here you come running down there with all your beads rattling and all that stuff. And uh, uh, so anyway, you know, what are you doing? You know, he wanted to make damn sure I didn't get the official. So I left him standing there, and uh, his president at New Mexico, Dr. Davis, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, he was sitting over there, and he was kind of flabbergasted when I come over and sit down on the bench by him. And then Norm went over and sat on our bench and pretty soon he came down and he said I think I like this end better we're winning by 10 so. <laughs> I, he, I, I was kind of yelling barking at the officials and he was and, and he said what the hell are you yelling at and, I, and, I, and he said if you think <laughs> he says it looks better and he goes down and sits on my bench so I mean well, what the hell are going to do now I don't well, have a look, place it to it looked sit. better from your bench I like being ahead yeah. 10 so I go down and sit on his bench and now, uh, and things are still going up. The players went up and down the floor a couple of times. I looked up, and here's, here's Haskins up in front of my bench. He yelled at the officials trying to get a technical on me, on my bench. <laughs> and boy, that, that, that got my attention in a hurry, and I ran down there and shoot him back down to where he belonged. Hey, Norm, the news has probably gotten to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan by this point. Well, UTEP. not much has got up here yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure, you, I'm sure you, you probably heard that UTEP is looking for a new head basketball coach. I might as well ask. You interested? <laughs> what? Did, did the guy leave? Yeah, he Where'd sure he did. Nebraska. Oh, my gosh. The Collier's got that thing messed up there enough that they no, need some. Nobody in town can understand, but... Uh, uh, He's going to make between seven hundred and eight hundred thousand. Do you understand? Well, I said then that's uh, that that's kind of modern way. Yeah. Now you get it. Now now he's going to have to get a three-piece suit and grease his hair back and 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 walk up and down the. Uh, he walk got up any and down hair. The yeah, there, there's no hair, Norm. You got more <laughs> yeah. hair than he's got. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! 
Well, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. Um, you know, you talk about all your memories with UTEP as an assistant for uh, Coach Haskins and also playing uh, and coaching against him. Did you prefer one over the other, or did you have uh, so many great memories uh, in, in both circumstances? Well, he, uh, had, he had like uh, playing against us because he always beat us. <laughs> no. The biggest, like, like I said, uh, and when, when Ty said what he did about the four years that I was down there, that, uh, that, that was the greatest, the greatest time. Yeah, playing against him, playing against him, you, you'd better figure out and have all your ducks in a row because uh, he will figure out a way to beat you. <laughs> and and uh, that, but you know, the, one of the greatest compliments that, that Don Haskin can ever receive is it comes right from the fans at the, the local fans at the University of New Mexico, and and always when and probably I don't even know now, but but back back in those days, if the, if the Lobos if the Lobos were playing, and and uh, and uh, UTEP was every every soul up there was a Don Haskins fan. They they really loved him and rooted for him every time. Uh, we had a, a great relationship, and I've known a lot of coaches didn't like to play there, but I. I loved it. Uh, I'll never forget our trainer one night. I guess, I don't know if you're the coach then or not, went there so many times, but the fans started throwing coins, so they didn't like me all that well. And uh, uh, Ross was out picking up coins, and uh, I said, what's wrong? He said, I'm only picking up quarters, dimes, and nickels. He's leaving the pen. <laughs> <laughs> Norm, before we, uh, before we let you go, we definitely want to get you back on down the road. What's your favorite Don Haskins story that uh, we haven't heard yet tonight that you'd like to share? <laughs> well, I, I've got the... Uh, is this an X-rated show yet? <laughs> yes, we, we do have a seven-second seven delay, so I you're mean, safe, Norm. You can, okay. <laughs> and, 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 you can block, and you can block the thing out down there. Oh, my gosh, there's so many of them. Uh, uh, let me think. Let me think. Okay, uh, I took uh, uh, I took Don and, and uh, uh, our good friend Bob Knight fishing up in northern New Mexico there one year uh, back in the seventies or whatever. We and we went up to uh, Chama, Chama, New Mexico, and uh, it's a great Brazos River coming down out of a out of a cut and and uh, going to fish for trout. Well, night night shows up and he's he looks like he just stepped out of a uh, uh, a uh, Cabela's catalog I mean or, or or some big time I mean he's got he's got the boots and he's got the hat and he's got the, the fly fishing gear and so forth and and we go back we're, we're walking back in and we had to walk about oh maybe three miles down that's back when Haskins was young and could walk that far you know when he before he got his big belly but we we went anyhow we went clear back up this stream well Don shows up and he's got a pair of Levi's on, rolled up, and he's got a pair of old white Converse shoes, black Converse shoes with the white with the white bottom, and that that, that was his wading gear. So I'm uh, uh, night fishing just ahead of me. I'm fishing the middle, and Don's fishing in behind us. Well, uh, Don steps on a uh, steps on a real slip rock, and feet go out from under him, and he's laid in the middle of the stream, and uh, he, he broke a rib. 
and uh, we had to figure out a way now to cart him, cart him all the way back in. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ellen Murger, I don't know if you remember this, but you and Knight us in about six foot of running water, and y'all were trying to decide whether or not you're going to help me out. <laughs> you you voted on it. They finally. I was about to get swept away. I felt I felt in about six. You know, it's a little cold, about forty-two degrees, something like that. And they're standing up there laughing. Well, yeah. he just had a white T-shirt on with a, with a short sleeve T-shirt on with the sleeves rolled up, showing his muscles. And, and uh, you, but he's laying on his back, and you couldn't tell. I I looked back, and Knight saw him fall, so he knew he was laying there. I looked back, and I thought it was just another rock sticking out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I only heard the story too. I was in Australia with a UTEP football team in 1985, when uh, Coach uh, at one game, as the story's told. Uh, you, you missed your chair after a timeout uh, when play resumed. Tim was here. And, 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 and Tim was here, and yeah. I guess... You know he, what Tim said? What, what did he say? Oh, I, I, I was mad, and I stepped back and missed my chair, and he said, I'll help you get up if you give me a raise. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Norm, uh, we want to thank you so much for, uh, for calling. It was a very, very pleasant surprise. And let's get a chance to do this again I, and spend I, more time with you. I'll, my, I'll have some fishing stories for you. And, no, and no. Some, Will the fish be there tomorrow? Your box of fish. If, if, How if many? My, if my Indian fella could find town and, and, and get it into the right spot, he put it on the, on the bus. Well, what did you send it, UPS? I sent you UPS. So uh, this town down here, the town's 50 miles away. How many fish? Well, there, there's enough there to feed your big fat. Oh, but. pardon me. Well, for crying out loud, I hope you can figure out how to beat your wife in a basketball game. <laughs> Very nice. Norm, thanks so hey, much Norm, again for joining Hey, Norm, thank us. you for calling. You got it, guys. Later. That's See you, Norm. Norm Ellenberger. As we continue, we'll take a break, come back, wrap things up here from Fuddruckers as the Don Haskins Show continues on News Radio KROD. Welcome back as we continue more here of the Don Haskins Show from uh, Fud Ruckers on the west side of town, along with uh, Hall of Fame coach Don Haskins. I'm Steve Kaplowitz. Uh, John Teicher, longtime legendary voice of the Utah Miners, is here. And uh, You're a lucky guy. You get to do this every other week? It's probably one of the best uh, best things I've ever done in my, honest, in, in my career. Well, I appreciate the invite because it's been seven years since I've been able to do this with Coach Haskins. I know. So this know. is a lot of fun. Isn't it amazing how fast the time goes also? Yep. And you've had some incredible memories over the years with this man next to me. And uh, I'm sure uh, it's got to be fun for you to know now that since his retirement, he's had an opportunity to do something he never could do before. And that's actually listen to you and appreciate the way you call UTEP basketball games all these years. Well, just the association for 18 wonderful years with with coach haskins and all he taught me not just about basketball but about athletics and to be honest with you a lot of things about uh, life uh, steve is, is something that i'll never forget and and you know it you've been in the sports business long enough it's it's the people you meet and associate with along the way that uh, that really provide the thrills for you but you've had a chance to know this man for more than 25 years. And you also met him at a time when um, I, I think the growl was still there in the bear. And was it as intimidating for you for your first encounter with him as, as it was for so many other people we talked to? Well, I'll never forget it because the first time I came in, of course, the year before, 
I had done New Mexico State. So yes. I was on the other side. I was calling the, the hated Aggies. And, of course, Coach Haskins knew that. Uh, so when we met, uh, and I think, as I recall, it was on the practice floor in the Haskins Center. He goes, oh, the Aggie. And, uh, you know, obviously that, that was something that I would uh, never forget. But uh, uh, Coach Haskins, uh, there, there have been so many wonderful moments uh, together over the years and obviously so many great games in an era that I really considered to be the golden era uh, of UTEP basketball. Obviously the national championship teams and, and, and the great uh, run in the, in the 60s, but in the 80s with five straight Western Athletic Conference titles, with yes. seven straight trips to the NCAA, uh, authored by Coach Haskins, obviously with a great deal of help from uh, Tim Floyd's uh, recruiting efforts. You also, I believe, called his 300, 400, 500, and 600th victories. And, and his 700th and, and as 700th well. And 700th as well, exactly. Right. That's exactly. Which, is, which is amazing to think that uh, you, 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 know, you really were a part of the majority of, uh, of Coach Haskins' run here at Utah. And obviously the victory over Kansas in the 92 NCAA when seemingly the entire country and, and certainly Steve, the national media, rediscovered exactly who uh, Don Haskins was, uh, what, uh, 28 years after his, uh, 26 years after the national championship. Coach, you know that uh, call that John had from the 1992 victory over Kansas is probably one of the most popular radio calls ever here in El Paso. We get more requests for that final call of the Kansas game than anything else. You know, uh, they still call it an upset, and uh, it was. But, you know, a lot of people forget that we beat uh, Georgetown at Georgetown that year, and they were ranked number five, and they had Mourning and Matumba. Yep. We had a pretty good basketball team, too. Yes, you did. And had we, you know, we got beaten a one- or two-pointer by Cincinnati, we very well could have got to the Final Four. Guys, let's take some more phone calls. 880-5763. Let's go to Adam from the east side of town. Adam, you're up next on the Don Haskins Show. How are you? How's it going, gentlemen? Good, Adam. Um, first of all, I know there's been a lot of talk about Nolan Richardson uh, possibly coaching the UTEP Miners. Um, that's, that would be uh, my pick who I would love to see because, uh, of course, he uh, learned from the best, and that's, of course, uh, Coach Haskins. And there's, uh, there's nobody else that you could uh, pick to teach someone the game of basketball better than Coach Haskins, and I'm sure Nolan Richardson knows that. But um, I just had a quick question. What would it, is, uh, is he still getting paid by Arkansas, and uh, what do you think it would take for uh, him to be able to come down here to El Paso? He's still getting paid by Arkansas. And, uh, um, you know, it's been in the papers, and uh, I think it's r around half a million a year. And you got to understand, if he came here and we paid him 300000 Arkansas then would only have to pay him 200000 So they would love for that to happen. I don't know. I talked to Nolan yesterday. I called him, and... Uh, I've, my phone has been besieged with phone calls about what uh, Nolan, and uh, I, I, they need to have a press conference or something and talk to him. Adam, appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much, Adam. Are you surprised, John? Uh, I, mean, I know Nolan has received. So
so much support in the past, but it seems like now more than ever, especially with the last two coaches leaving after the two-year period and succeeding, that it seems as if El Paso now really wants Nolan Richardson here at Utah. Minor fans are clamoring for someone that's going to stay for longer than just a couple of years. I'm not sure how realistic uh, that is, but certainly as you look at, at Coach Richardson and what he's accomplished and where he is, uh, at his state and in, in his uh, particular uh, coaching career, the situation is much like that uh, we see in, in, in UTEP football with, with head coach Mike Price in the twilight of his, uh, his coaching career. And I think uh, fans uh, see it uh, similarly, the situations. Let's go to more phone calls right now. Did you have something to say, Coach? Oh, I was going to say, and I think Mike Price is going to stay in El Paso. I do, too. I I've said that I all along. I can't see him leaving. The people love him. Uh, he's had great teams. We're going to have another good one this year. His whole family's uh, also moved to El Paso. He's got everybody oh, I know. here. So. And uh, uh, every time I see him, he just loves it here. Let's go to Joe from Northeast El Paso as the Don Haskins Show continues. Joe, thanks for your phone call. Let's go to Joe from North. Joe, please turn your radios down. Thanks for the call. Yes, Coach, how you doing? D uh, just fine, Joe. Coach, I want to know one thing. I, I, I'm kind of fuzzy on my memory, but why, why exactly did you not go to Detroit after you had signed to go there? What, what made you change your mind? I haven't got time to tell you about that. That job lasted one day. It was a couple of things that uh, at that time I wouldn't speak of it, but they had a vice president that uh, told me, uh, you know, the guy had been there, had been there 20 years, and he, I was told how to treat him, that I didn't pay no attention to him and all that. And I thought, now, after 20 years of service, do I want to go to a place that's telling me that? So I just went out to the airport, and uh, uh, there was a guy picked me up in a big limo, and he said, you're not coming back, are you? And I said, I'll be back. He knew damn well I wasn't. But, uh, and first off, it wasn't a place for me. And the reason I got into it was that thing called money. You know, I was making about uh, 25000 and they offered me, I put it on a slip of paper on, uh, with their board, and I said, I put up 125 I thought, you know, I didn't want to come, and they said, fine. <laughs> wow. And that's way back there, you know, so it was about What year was that, do you remember? Huh? Do you remember what year that was for you in Detroit? 19, 1970. Nate Archibald, I had him here, and they had Spencer Haywood, and I, I watched him practice. Darnest bunch of talent I ever watched. We have a related question after a Joe's that's phone a good call. That's a good question, and I always, for years I wouldn't have answered it, but uh, the president of the school called me wondering what happened, and I said, I just want to stay in El Paso. Here's a question. It said, uh, Coach Haskins, when you were younger and had just won the championship, you were in demand. What did you see in El Paso that other places did not have? Well, you know, at that time, there was uh, basketball coaches weren't making uh, seven to hundred to a million dollars. Like I just said, I was offered five times that much, and I would have gone. You know, I'd sign, but uh, uh, I, I just liked it here. You know, the kids were in school. They loved it here. And uh, as I told somebody a while ago, you know, when I, when I retired, I didn't move somewhere else. 
I obviously like it. After I retired, I've stayed. It was a different time. It was a different world right. back then, and people didn't move around the way they do today for a variety of circumstances. Sure. I'm not saying I wouldn't have left. Somebody said, we'll give you 800000 That'd been pretty tough. <laughs> Before we go to break, guys, let's go to Danny from Central. Danny, thanks for waiting. You're up next on the Don Haskins Show. Danny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, go right ahead. Yeah, Coach, I want to thank you very much for your, um, your participation in uh, the community, your loyalty. And I just want to let you know what a great time it is to be in, uh, to have a, a sports program right now, because we got my price, and whoever comes in field to uh, shoot into the basketball program is going to have a, it's going to be a fabulous time, I think, and I think, and I really, I really think this is a good time to be part of UTEP sports. Uh, you know who's enjoying this the most? Who's that? John Teicher. He's I announcing games where we win. I wouldn't deny that. Yeah. No, it's, it's got to be tough uh, when you're having a 110 football season and uh, you're trying to stay positive. And I've listened to him. It taught me a few things, though, Coach. Honestly, all those years, it, it taught me a few things. Even it, doing all those 110 football seasons. Not to say I don't like you'd the, rather uh, have the flip side, point. you bet. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great announcer, but I, I'm not sure it didn't help him more than anybody. And the entire community. Uh, I don't know how many season tickets we've sold on football. John, do you know? I heard uh, earlier this week we were at about 17.5, 17.6, so we're closing in on the number we had a year ago. John, I saw years where we didn't have, and you, you also, where we didn't have 5,000 people in the stands. So... Uh, uh, we've come a long ways. And thanks to Mike Price, uh, that's just got better and better. Guys, let's take another break. We'll come back. More of your questions, more of your phone calls. We are live in the bar here at Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. Come on down and join us, folks. We've got some great prizes we're going to be giving away, including Glory Road DVDs. More with John Teicher as the Don Haskins Show continues from Fuddruckers right here on News Radio KROD. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue, we are live here at uh, Fuddruckers on the west side of town. Dollar Miller Light, 12-ounce drafts, folks, plus 10% off your meal when you mention the bear while ordering. Just mention Don Haskins. Save 10% off your meal every Tuesday at both Fuddruckers, East and West El Paso. Not to mention uh, Don Haskins will sign autographs with the purchase of a meal. And uh, as we continue with John Teicher, you know, one of the reasons I enjoy this so much is, is spending two hours with this man, but also getting a chance to see really a, a, a side of him that we didn't even get a chance to see much of when we were hosting the Don Haskins shows years back when he was coaching at UTEP. Well, I think he's a little more relaxed, obviously. Uh, you know, he's chosen to do this. I think uh, pretty much when he did the shows uh, when, uh, when he was coaching, it was because it was a part of his, his contract, and yep. coaches get extra income for doing their radio and television shows, and most coaches would tell you they'd like to spend more time with their programs and with their players than they would with their media obligations, but uh, media obligations is something that Coach Haskins and, and, and all coaches know lots about, so I think uh, just the fact that he's more relaxed and he's choosing to do this particular program makes a difference. And, uh, John, I'm not losing. That's something that's <laughs> you know, important. Lo losses are hard. You were always good and helped me out, but uh, 
It, it's hard to talk about uh, losses. Sometimes it's hard to talk about wins. I was uh, telling uh, a group out in California, you know, Magic Johnson was great. Guess who got to follow him? Me. You know, wow. What, what a chore. Yeah. And I'm glad and I'm Ma going before Gillespie tonight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> Is there one memory in particular that really sticks out from uh, from your years with uh, with Coach? Oh, geez. There just you know, there's so many great times and so many great games over the years. And again, Coach, I was talking to Steve a little earlier when you were. Uh, doing a, a, a television interview I you know obviously in, in deference to your great teams of the 60s and obviously the national championship I always thought the golden era was in the 80s when you won the five straight WAC titles went to seven straight NCAA tournaments with all the players that uh, Tim Floyd brought in here I always thought that that really was the golden era of UTEP basketball and for me it was such a thrill to to, to be a part of it and go through it with you well uh I really thought as a coach I underachieved in the 80s. Uh, he got me such good players, I got lazy cell. And uh, uh, no, I think that's, I've told him that and he said he never noticed it, but maybe he's been nice. But we did, we had a, he brought a lot of good players. Uh, um, I think every team we brought in, we, we, we had one little missing link. Maybe a big guy or something, but uh, we had some very good teams. That John, the thing that used to get me is, uh, you know, it was tough enough. You know, everybody always worry. You, all the biggies worry about seating. At UTEP, you worry about getting in. Like this last year, we were an NCAA team, and uh, we didn't get in. Well, and to give you an example, Coach, the very first year I had the good fortune of calling the games was the 81-82 basketball season. Won 20 games, were at home. For the postseason, no NCAA, no NIT. I know you no, remember it quite well. Uh, yeah, I remember it well. Now, John, uh, Ed Swartz got a lot of cr criticism, and I tried to get on TV. I told Ed, he said, D should I call the NIT? I said, there's no way they can leave us out. We'd won our last 12 games in a row. They said that was part of it. We played a very good schedule that year. So I told Ed not to bother with the NIT, because I thought, I thought we were lead pipes in. Well, he caught all kinds of heck over that, and it was not his fault, it was mine. And of course, that ended pretty much the next year, a dry spell for you that started in the mid-70s through the late 70s into the early 80s, and I think the Miners had been out of the postseason for so long until they got back in once again, and obviously the very next year, you started a string that, uh, that would last into the 1990s. You know, uh, John, there's, uh, in 1967, uh, there was a, a story come out in Sports Illustrated. Now, it's after we played the national championship, one of the all-black team, and uh, coaches all over the country, uh, <clears throat> would get in homes that I was going to and ask me, you know, because it was a horrid story. And uh, I haven't read, I never read Mike Price's story because I never read Sports Illustrated. Uh, I have not read it since, since. 1967. Yeah. But there was about five years of, of recruiting. I'd walk in a black house and they'd say, you know, I'd tell them a story and they'd say, why didn't you uh, sue? Well, George McCarty didn't want to and and I think George was a heck of an athletic director, but we would have owned that magazine. That was, uh, you talk about 
So I never believed any of their stories after that. And, and Guys, I, let's, I wish uh, they were on the line. I'd like to tell them. Let's go to the phones right now. 880-5763-880-KROD. Dale is up next in Fort Bliss. Dale, thanks for your phone call. You're on with Coach Haskins and John Teicher. Hey, how are you? How are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing fine. Coach, I don't know um, um, if this has been approached, but uh, would you would you be consider would you consider coming back, coach, to the team? <laughs> Look what I started. Uh, yeah, well, Look what I what. started. Sorry, coach. Hey, coach. Hey, give me two good legs, and I, I'm Co Coach, so it's, it's ten wins for you just sitting on the bench. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, um, you know, I kind of believe in that old theory about, uh, you know, I, I used to go to the track with my son, and uh, uh, he'd bet on the jockey. And I remember one day, this jockey, it was real good, was dead last, and he said he didn't have a good horse. So uh, I think uh, being a decent jockey is all right, but, uh, but a good horse will... Uh, uh, have you ever heard of a, a mule winning the Kentucky Derby? No, you need good talent. John said it in the 80s, Tim Floyd, for nine years we had talent. And the thing that was great about those nine years, only two of our guys didn't graduate. Appreciate the call, Dale. 880-5763. David's up next from the Lower Valley as we continue with the phone calls. How you doing, David? David, are you there? Let's try David one more time. It's an honor to be speaking to the legend. Uh, I just, uh, I have a comment and a question. Uh, first, my comment, I, I know everybody said, well, who wouldn't take this job? Who wouldn't, uh, um, you know, take the money? But, you know, nobody thinks about the kids. There's these things that Don Haskin has, and it's called integrity. It's called honesty. It's called commitment. And nowadays, it is so rare to find that because everybody just wants to make a buck. And my, my second, that's my comment, all right? And, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, Gillespie and Doc Sadler, I, I can't even put them anywhere near. They couldn't carry Don Haskins' strap, jog strap, all right? And then uh, as far as my question, uh, do you think we should have a committee where the, uh, to, to hire the new coach, the first question should be, how long do you intend on staying here? Are you going to stay or are you going to cut and run? David, and what do you I think got. they're going to say? What do you think they're going to say when asked that question? Well, if they're honest and they have integrity, like Don Haskins, they, they, would, they would make a commitment and they would, they would keep to their word, just like Coach Haskins did. I mean, what, what, what kind of uh, uh, society do we live in now where people just, hey, man, give me the money and let me go. Show me the money. You know? It, it, what about the kids? Think about the kids. They, he promised them, he recruited them, and then he just cut and run in three days. That is wrong. Hey, David, uh, let me make comment on uh, contracts. Now, this is stupid, but... Uh, uh, I always worked on a year-to-year -year contract, and I felt like if they didn't want me, I didn't want to stay. And if I was doing okay, they'd keep me. Now, you can't do that nowadays. Coaches can't do that. But uh, uh, You had 38 one-year contracts, didn't you? No, they gave me a four-and-a-half one time, and I rejected it. 
If they don't want you, John, sure. they don't want you. And uh, uh, there was several years, there's a hell of a chance that uh, I'm, I, might, I might have gone. One of the things that hurt the most, and this is getting away from David's question, is uh, getting on NCAA probation in 92 over coaches giving car rides and uh, somebody going to a house. And we got two scholarships for three or four years. I'd have probably quit before then. I did not want to leave some poor guy here with nothing. And uh, when Rabideau, you know, the year I quit, we got our scholarships back. Thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call, Dave. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back. More of your phone calls, and we're going to wrap things up this hour with John Teicher as we are in the bar here at Fuddruckers West. Come on down and join us more of the Don Haskins Show right after this on News Radio KROD. Welcome back as we continue more live from Fuddruckers West here on the Don Haskins Show. Dollar Miller Lite, 12-ounce drafts, 10% off your meal when you order and mention the bear. And uh, don't forget, uh, Coach Haskins will sign autographs with the purchase of a meal here at Fuddruckers. Those are the standing rules each and every um, other Tuesday when we do the show. So our next show will, in fact, be on Tuesday the 22nd. More right now, though, with uh, John Teicher. And I know, uh, Teicher, you have a couple of things you want to bring up. Well, just, you know, some things that have popped into my head, just thinking about uh, all of the great years that I've spent around uh, Coach Haskins. And, Coach, uh, particularly uh, earlier in, in my time with you at UTEP, I always used to love to watch you work at practice because at that time you still had a lot of great energy and you would go up and down the floor with your players, and I always enjoyed that. And I thought, you know, you, the, the players always got a lot of their motivation from you and your actions on the practice floor and you know you taught me very early on and, and you said it earlier in this hour that players play as they practice and, and certainly I always noticed that and learned that from from watching you and, and your work with your players on the practice floor. Hey John I'm way back in my first year or two I wouldn't let guys off and uh, George McCarty came out one day and he said uh you know those guys' legs are gone? Well, I hadn't thought of that. I just thought they were dogging it. So instead of just saying, guys, you can have tomorrow off, you can go set up in the bleachers. I went over and talked to Stretch Elliott in the ble bleachers. So they're shooting layups, which I knew, you know, they wouldn't go all out, so I ran them out. Now, I just couldn't say, you might be a little tired and take a day off. I couldn't do that. But uh, Coach Iba... Um, you know who reminded me a great deal of uh, our last two coaches? Billy Gillespie and Doc Sadler watching their practices. Wasn't a heck of a lot. Only, the only thing is they let their players have water. And I played at Oklahoma and m four years, and I never saw a glass of water during practice. Speaking of Coach Iba, again, one of the great joys of every early season, and, and generally it was during the preseason, is Coach Iba would come in and spend a week with us and with you, Coach, and, and would uh, every day during practice pull up a chair, a lone chair, and sit right on the sideline as players went up and down the floor and just quietly watch and observe he, exactly he what get, you had. He would get a manager, somebody, now who's this guy, who's this guy, and uh, what have you. And at the end of the week, he would tell me who he really liked. And uh, I'll never forget Tim and I go out to the hotel, and he said, now, Don, 
you know, like he never chewed on anybody. He says, I know you don't like number 10. Now you keep that kid around. And he said, number 40. Now he's going to make it one of these days too. Number 10 was Tim Hardaway when he was a freshman. And he wasn't very good. You know, I mean, he'd come a long way. Well, um, Antonio weighed about 185, 90 pounds. Couldn't throw it in the ocean. But he could recognize people like that. And uh, um, I already kind of liked him, but I had no idea they were going to turn out like he did. But he told uh, Tim, he said, now don't let him get rid of those guys. And I was talking with Adam Chetoff of News Channel 9 during the break, about to head to uh, Richmond, Virginia, a new job. It reminded me of our appearance uh, in the NCAA tournament there in 1990, a year coach where you had laryngitis and Norm Ellenberger was running the team. I'll tell you what, uh, Norm is a great guy and he'd been out of coaching for 10 years and he came back here, we brought him as a volunteer assistant and we're gonna have him on the show, Steve. Yes. Uh, no, he, lives, he lives up in Northern Michigan and uh, one of the things, I'll just let the cat out of the bag now. Norm drives a school bus like I did at Benjamin and his wife, uh, coach, they coach at two different little schools and they coach girls basketball and uh, I found out through uh, another friend. I called him up and I said, Norm, uh, somebody beat you that night who it was. He says, my wife. His wife team beat him. And uh, he'll never get over that. So we'll have to bring, if we get him on. We uh, definitely will. It'll, it'll be fun. 600 ESPN El Paso.com.